Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Experts Podcast. Hello, Lana Hill. Hello, Nick Hayes. Do you ever get worried about what you say in the media? Do you ever get worried about what you've just mentioned on radio or may have put in print or even on TV? Yeah, I reckon radio more so than anything else because I don't sort of think about it as much. Why do you fear that? Well, it's less scripted, isn't it, than TV. So I feel in a sort of more discussion-based segment, I could go somewhere a bit inappropriate. Ooh, okay. Well, here we've got a we've got an expert in 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 the studio here today. His yes. name is Paul Chapman. He's from My Media. Now, My Media, they monitor the media. Yes, love they it. They are your media monitors. Although that was the name of an old company. Hello, Paul. Welcome, Nick Lana. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming along. I feel like we've got. Big brother in the room. Is that <laughs> what your industry sometimes gets referred to as Very the much. big brother? We're always listening. We're always listening. I try and explain what we do sometimes to people go, oh, so you're like a spy. A spy. You know, I thought that's uh, keeping tabs on it. It's a little bit OTT, but um, yeah, look, we're, 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 so we're how, listening. Yeah, how would you explain it, Paul? Well, the great thing is it's all in the name media monitoring. So we essentially monitor what people say on radio and television. Uh, Newspapers, online, and uh, and increasingly social media. So, I mean, our business, we use a combination of technology and people to identify content that's of particular interest to to clients. They can range from state government departments to mining companies, you know, industry associations, PR agencies, etc. So, yeah, we um, we use that combination because the technology finds all the content. Um, Radio, for instance, we use a speech to text technology which identifies a hit, but our uh, our spot in the market is in the, is on the accuracy of our content, um, and we always find that you know it, use a person for that is always the best way. It's the best model, and I've not seen anything different. One of the things I'm going to tell you, Lana, there's a little secret here. Yes, Paul and I have known each other for oh close to twenty plus years. <laughs> And I actually actually first hired him in his first media monitoring job. Awesome. So there you go. We're we're a little old. So you both come from media monitoring backgrounds. The only uh, Saturday morning 9am interview I've ever had. Wow. Wow. Was he fresh? Was he fresh, Paul, for your interview? No, I can tell you what. I don't think think the applicant was that fresh, (laughs) I've got to say. I had a good mate of mine. He had a a going away party. He was moving over east. Hey, at least you were there. He didn't ring me till five o'clock on a Friday afternoon. All right, let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. But one of the great things I wanted to have a chat to you about is how the industry has changed. I mean, you know, we are talking 20 years ago when we were using tape decks. We were using VHS tapes. Now, for you, Lana, a VHS... You forget how old I am. I love that you forget, but I'm old enough to remember those. A VHS tape. (laughs) I think there was even a a system called Raycal that used to record all the radio stations, you know, across. And it it was quite amazing. But today, Paul... What's the technology? Because I, spe- I dare say in media monitoring now, there's more text than there are possibly people. 
Oh, no doubt. It's safe to say there's not a scissors, there's not a pair of scissors or a glue stick anywhere in our business. Because <laughs> that was when, all the paper clippings, wasn't when it? When I first started, we would literally cut newspaper articles out of the, cut the paper apart, <laughs> stick an article on a piece of A4 paper and copy it 20 times it. and then ring a courier and send it out to, uh, to a client every morning. But so, I mean, look, it, it is all digital. The technology's revolutionised the industry in terms of how we produce the content. It's never been cheaper for us to produce our content. So that's uh, obviously for the markets led to, uh, to lower prices as well as increased competition. So I just want to ask an obvious question for, for those like it's ob- obvious, I guess, to you guys. But for those don't, that don't know as much about media monitoring and why you would engage with a company like yours, Paul. So you monitor the media because you want to know what your advertising dollar is doing. You want to know how often you're being mentioned. Are those the reasons and are there others? That oh, look, they use us because they don't have the resource to do it to, or the know-how to do it themselves. So, for instance, our clients will start receiving – that they can receive content 24-7, but typically a client will start receiving a, a morning email from 6am and that'll, that'll include everything from the previous 24 hours. So, wow. if they've been on, um, we also can, you know, can uh, monitor areas of interest for them, so particular topics. Homelessness, for instance, we're doing one uh, – is a topic we're doing for, for several clients at the moment, so obviously also the tent city issue at yes. Fremantle over Christmas and New Year. So they're constantly getting content pushed to them either on their phones, um, through our, our newsroom platform, awesome. um, or through text or, or even sort of alerts to, to things on, on television and radio. So it helps them keep across it. They know that if uh, you know they can measure if their messages are getting across, they can respond to a particular interview or an item if they need to. Um, and it just means that, you know, that they don't have they're to do it themselves. They're on top of everything. And they're fully informed. Love Absolutely. it. Love it. What a valuable service. It, it is, it is, and I think this is a really good segue to to my next question in that um, it, it is a costly service though. It is a system and I think a lot of state governments and federal governments get criticised for the amount of money that they spend on monitoring what's going on. Right. But my greatest fear is a government that doesn't monitor what yeah. is going on because they lose that finger on the pulse. They lose that connection of what really is going on. And Paul, uh, an old boss of ours, Peter Maher, used to say that uh, Talkback Radio, for instance, was the barometer of public opinion. Um, I still think that's very much relevant today. Absolutely. Very much. Yeah, very much. So what is it? Are we, do we, uh, I mean, what kind of cost and investment is it for a, a federal government, state government, or even a small business? Is it, is it in the hands of a, a small business? Can a small business do it? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, well, we work with some of the biggest departments um, in Western Australia. So, you know, and we, we work with small, you know, much smaller, you know, little digital agencies, for instance, and everything in between. But look, the, the cost, of, you know, purely depends on, how big the brief is, how yeah. much content they're going to get. You know, there's obviously there is copyright costs um, involved. Um, so, you know, so that is a is a consideration. But you know, we can work with clients that might receive you know six, seven, eight thousand um, pieces of content a month to, to a client that'll that, that'll use ten. The process is very similar. Obviously, for for the larger clients, it's a, it is a little bit more work. But um, you know, you, clients can have a very simple service that just ticks over, it mentions every time they're mentioned in the media. That they'll copy hit, um, you know, and, and we'll send an email or whatever, or they can have, you know, a, a brief that includes, you know, a broad range of topics. Fascinating. Lana, I think this really kicks into a, that conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago in reference to monitoring your competitors, monitoring the people that are in your space. Yeah. You know, realising that if they're getting media and if they're getting attention, then there's hope for you. Yes. So as a media intelligence tool, I dare say this has got to be wonderful for them to be able to see, well, not just what you say, 
uh, it's what your competitors are saying as well. Yeah, absolutely. And just, yeah, monitoring what the conversation is and how you can add value to that conversation by, you know, saying something different or, you know, responding to something that's popped up. I am super curious about how this applies to social media. Paul, you mentioned Mm. at the start uh, that you're increasingly monitoring social media. Can you tell us more about that? Please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, uh, the, the rules around what you can and can't monitor on across social media is it's quite a uh, a, a minefield. So you know, we, we hang on, hang on, hang on. The rules around monitoring social media is a minefield, as opposed to what social you can media say itself. on social media. Yes. There really? is no rules. Yeah, correct, correct. Wow. So, you know, there's things like you can't. You know, it, it, we we're not allowed to um, monitor some. Uh, obviously, no private Facebook groups, no yeah. no chats, you know, so it's really only the stuff that's out there available um, in the public domain that, that we're actually able to monitor. So um, whereas in a, in the newspaper we can we can clip anything, on the radio and TV we can clip anything, um, but the, the, the rules are very um, strong around it, but, um, but you know, we work within those rules and, and offer our clients Is that the Privacy Act that you're referring to? No, no, or? it's the platforms themselves. They're very... Ah. Uh, Guarded about the content on those platforms. Wow! Um, and then agencies like ourselves, um, you know, have very strict rules around what we can and we can't monitor. Okay, can I just put a then a, a, what I did a couple of weeks ago? And you referred to the homeless situation that was down in Fremantle. I might have put out a tweet in reference to uh, we can't seem to uh, close down that particular uh, campsite in Fremantle, but yet we still seem to be able to close down borders and close down people's (laughs) rights. Would that tweet have made it into the inboxes of those that are following this and watching it? Well, if it was a tweet, yes, uh, it's much easier for us to... Much easier for us to monitor content on Twitter in terms of the, the rules around that than it is on uh, like an Instagram or a Facebook. So, um, but another problem with social is the sheer volume of yes. content. Yes. Yep. You know, if, if a client's wanting to track an issue such as homelessness, yeah. you know, there's going to be such an enormous volume and, and it's difficult to, 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 to pick through it. Um, we don't have a, a person that looks at the, the social content before we, it goes to clients purely for that reason because mm. if someone had to trawl through all of the mentions, um, by the time the client actually got the package, um, it, it would just be too late. So. I'm fascinated by what you've just said and I think more people need to be aware. Obviously, mm. there's a lot of talk around Facebook and how they control the information and privacy and stuff like that but obviously Instagram's owned by Facebook mm-hmm. but the way that they're controlling how someone like you, which you're delivering a fairly objective service, how they're controlling, you know, that sort of flow of information. It's quite freaky and staggering. Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, I also look at it another way in terms of, you know, the, the people that are making the comments on that platform are yes. probably entitled to some sort of privacy. You know, something on a private chat is essentially like a private conversation in your lounge room. Mm. And, True. And you wouldn't want necessarily anyone to be able to, to hear that. Whereas if you make that post or that tweet, public if you're happy to make it public then that then we can monitor that so yep. you know i can certainly see that their users need to have the the confidence and the comfort that you know the the, the comments that they make um in private on the even though they are on those platforms wow. um are, are not going to be something that gets into the hands of people that you know that they, they, they probably don't wish to it really does hit home, doesn't it? Everything yep. that you put out there is someone could be listening, watching, or taking note of this. And I think, you know, I don't think any of us really, if you if you put any, or if you use any of those platforms, um, 
think that it's all just just between me and the, my followers or whatever <laughs> it might be. There no. is there is a big brother watching. Yeah, there are other people out there looking at this content, and it's and it's easily done. Um, I I think the question though is at what level? I mean, as you said there, Paul, there might be someone with ten followers that makes a comment, but are they more effective or influential than someone like a? We'll, we'll use Gareth Parker from Six PR if he puts a tweet out there. I mean, how do you define that? Is that is there an algorithm that a, a monitoring agency uses, or have you got people power looking at that? Oh, look, we would we we sit down and design each each setup. Um, with the client individually, um, so you know th- they might only want to you know um, monitor public people, for instance. So we can specify if we want to what specific pages we do monitor to uh, you know to, to weed out some of those you know people with ten followers who just like to cause trouble or troll people <laughs> or you know just. Uh, I feel like you've bumped into a few of those on Twitter. Nick, I, I've got just a few, <laughs> just a few in my time. Um, one other thing, Paul, I, I'm, look, there's lots to really go over all of this, is that um, one of the hacks, and here's a hack for everyone that's listening here today, if you want to be influential with a particular organisation or a, a company or a business or even in an industry, um, be aware that companies like Paul are monitoring words. They're monitoring keywords for particular briefs of those organisations. And I use this case you know, for those that are looking to influence mining companies, for instance, Paul, and, and I love your thoughts on this, is that if you are trying to engage them, it might not necessarily be a phone call or an email to the organisation, but if you're doing a radio interview, a television interview, a print or an online piece of media, mention them because the media monitoring agencies will pick it up and someone at the other end is going, Who's this person? What are they on about? Should we be engaging them and talking to them? A little bit of a hack there, Paul. Is I mean, I mean, how serious is like a company, a big mining company, monitoring every single word or every single mention in the media? Well, you know, they're, they're interested in what people are talking about around around their business and and their brand. Um, you know, it's not necessarily we don't work for clients on you know with a sort of big brother you know uh, sort of in mind. It's more about well, if someone has a concern or if someone has a question or if someone wants more information and they're actively asking for it as a radio talkback caller, um, as a letter to, uh, letter to the editor in a newspaper or on an online forum and giving them that information then allows that business to, to, to engage and, and, you know, um, with that person and uh, and hopefully answer a question they've got or give them some more information around and around a particular thing. You mentioned mining companies, you know, um, you know, people obviously worried about sometimes environmental impacts, all that sort of stuff, and it just allows um, you know businesses and government to to engage, but they don't know what they don't know, so they, yeah. that's why they use companies like ours. And look, they're they're often you mentioned what um, our old boss used to say, you know, um, they're they're almost damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. <laughs> sure, you know, yeah. if they if they're spending money on services like ours, they're big brother, and if they're not spending money on services like ours, then, then that they're not informed about what people. Are uh, you know the concerns I've got about them, or you know, and it comes up in often comes up in Parliament every year when opposition will say, <laughs> "How much have you each department spent on media monitoring?" And then you know the departments will 
provide the information and then the opposition will, you know, wave it around in Parliament going, look at all this waste on spin. Um, you know, whereas if they weren't, they go, well, well you're not listening to the people. Yes. So I'd, exactly. I'd, still like, I'd still like a politician getting up and say, we haven't spent enough on media <laughs> monitoring. We are not listening to our people. I love it. And then when they get in the government, they're spending just as much, if not more. So. It's so yeah. interesting. Also want to, because um, we've employed your services a few times, Paul, for something um, called, you know, you guys know Advertising value equivalency. Yes, exactly. And that, I think, is really something, uh, you know, really useful and something that people that aren't necessarily that uh, familiar with media monitoring can anchor into. Advertising equivalency spend, you know, is basically how much it would cost if people were paying for that kind of media. Yeah, correct. Look... That's a bit of a, a furphy in our, in our industry, like ah. in, in terms of some people put some stock in it, some people put no stock in it. I think as communicators and PR, I think most people have moved significantly away from, you know, measuring themselves against advertising. Right. You know, it's a far more sophisticated industry now, um, you know, with some top, top professionals that, you know, they don't need to, you know, it's not all about dollars and cents and, yes. and size of article. You know, the advertising equivalency doesn't take in, you know, to consideration. Still a few PR firms using it, Paul. Don't worry, there absolutely <laughs> is. And there's, there's in-house that'll use it, you know, but yeah. they'll, they'll often use it well, now as a Just to justify their position. As a benchmark against the previous year. But it, it doesn't take into account, you know, the, the sentiment in that article. Because let's face it, you're yeah. not going to spend 50 grand for a negative front page article in the West Australian, are you? So, well, no, no, that's but, very um, true. But so, I think it's But I'd love to be on the front page regardless, <laughs> good news or bad news, because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Paul, all news is good news. Uh, well, I think, though, for yeah, people that are trying to wrap their head around the impact of the media they're doing, and particularly when it's editorial media, Nick, sure. rather than advertorial media, yeah. I know it was an interesting number to me when we've had some, you know, incredible wins with some experts, and, you know, it's the, it's the sort of feature they probably wouldn't even be able to pay for. Yeah, but, but I mean, I think it's for you guys, it, it, it works well. Well, because it's generally a positive experience yes. when, when, when an expert's yep. up. Um, whereas if it's a minister, you know, um, <laughs> on, on um, radio this morning, um, you know, it's getting heavily criticised in a really tough sort of eight-minute um, interview, yes. then that's obviously not going to be something that's that, worth that, like uh, that minus $50,000. Yeah, it should be, exactly. <laughs> and, and exactly to your point. Ask for a discount. <laughs> <laughs> exactly to your point, Paul, because we've all got different measures. Yeah. And, you know, we all measure it in different ways. Some people measure a, a post, for instance, on how many likes. I mean, there, yeah. there goes the vanity metrics. But the vanity dollars in the value against value uh, advertising equivalency sort of side of it is it does it just actually sort of goes well it reminds you yeah. that there is an investment that's exactly. made in this because what it seems like and for a lot of experts and commentators that are out there Paul what they feel like they're doing is they put all their time and energy into it, but they sort of go, well, what's my return mm, on that? Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes that's a very quick fix just to go, oh, it did all right there, pull in $40,000 worth of uh, advertising. Yeah. yeah. Paul, what is the, what's the future of media monitoring? I mean, you have been at the cusp of media monitoring now. In fact, I used to hold the mantle of being the longest-serving media monitoring person <laughs> a decade ago. You're, 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 you've been doing this for a long time, not just in the Australian market but in the UK market as well. What's the future of media monitoring? Well, the future for us is, you know, we, we're doing a piece of work on some uh, development on our, our platform that we'll probably roll out later this year that, um, you know, will keep our clients in it for longer. Um, you know, at the moment, it's very much a, a sort of, you know, a set and forget 
um, service for a lot of them. Some people may do like a monthly um, analysis report. They may do, you know, um, uh, uh, some, you know, graphs or, or whatever. Um, but the vast majority of the clients will engage with our platform for a matter of minutes each day to view the content, build a report, send it around. Um, what we're looking at to, to diversify our product um, set is to actually have stuff that you know keeps them in there longer, um, and that will that includes things like you know almost tracking back their their work day and then creating a workspace um, for comps professionals. So um, not too much to announce at the moment, but um, some of the stuff we've looked at and you know we're working actively working with clients um, to develop that. Um, it's going to be something that's not done anywhere in Australia at the moment. Exciting. Um, and um, we think it's going to be a real game changer. Let's also talk about that big elephant in the room, that big organisation over in California called Google. Um, it's been in the media in recent times with its copyright issues and, and its fight against those that um, don't necessarily they don't necessarily want to pay copyright. Uh, we've seen them back down a little. We've seen them back down a lot, in fact. What's your take on this? Because you've been paying copyright for all of the media that you uh, and your clients monitor. When, when you see that, how do you react to that? We absolutely welcome it. Cause, you know, like I said, we, we launched in 2014 with no clients and the first piece of content we, we sent out to a client that paid for it, um, we had to pay copyright on that and we've been doing it ever since as we've grown. All media monitoring um, you know, companies are the same. We're all really compliant. You know, one change, you talk about the future of the industry, one you know, welcome change over the last several years is, you know, I feel that the relationship between agencies like ours and the media organisations themselves... Don't see you so much is, as the enemy. ...is much better. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and I think our approach to our negotiations with the publishers has always been, um, it's in all of our interests in this room, for um, customers to be getting more content and, and paying for that content that they get. So, you know, we absolutely welcome it and, um, you know, I think it'll be a, a good fill-up for, uh, for the publishers, you know, um, who, you know, have obviously struggled and, you know, it's not the easiest game as it was 20 years ago. Um, you know, even in our industry, you know, the rivers of gold they, they, they talk about in newspapers. It used to be like this, open order, open order in the media monitoring industry. <laughs> correct, correct. You used to yell it out and it was like, oh, that was the rivers of gold. Yeah, correct. You know, so you know, it's, harder to, it's harder than it's ever been to make, a, to make a buck in the industry. But, you know, the use of technology, um, you know, means that clients are getting much better content much quicker. Um, so... All right, let's get a little off track here. Let's get a little bit uh, interesting. Paul, <laughs> what's been the most interesting brief that you've monitored for, or most unusual? Um, have you had to monitor for a particular word that, you know, you go, what's going on here? Uh, have you done anything unusual? Oh, look, we'll have clients that, you know, you, if it's a, a, a company and they'll, they'll stick a, a new word on you, you know that they're obviously looking at an acquisition if they're uh, starting oh, to track competitor. Right. Um, but look, probably one of the more um, interesting things I've worked on was when I was working in London and we had the Buckingham Palace um, account. Yes. Wow. Um, which was quite cool. So, you know, we worked, you know, had probably half a dozen client catch-ups uh, down at Buckingham Palace, oh, walked through the with front With her badge. Unfortunately Madge. not, but... Um, Stop oh. it. Meeting at the palace. Yeah, yeah, How it was cool. Good. So you'd walk through the front door and there'd be, you know, 5,000 tourists just milling around taking photos and whatnot. Um, and then they did eventually, actually, I got invited to 
two summer garden parties at the oh, palace. Which amazing. Cool. So, Cheapest. But yeah, look, I mean... Obviously didn't do their security no. checks well. <laughs> hey? Waved me straight on through. Jeepers. But um, look, in terms of stories, probably the biggest one I've ever worked on was, again, in the UK, was probably the, the bombings of the London Underground. Right. Oh, um, wow. So I was running a business unit within our company called Precise that um, exclusively looked after government clients. Um, and obviously we, you know, that... They were back in the uh, in the old scissors and glue days. Yeah. You know, so you know, we had probably sixty five to seventy percent of the of the big government departments. Obviously, they all wanted that information. So we wow. had the whole board, the CEO, the chairman, everyone in our office overnight stuffing envelopes. And, you Fascinating. Know, so. Well, it's a security issue. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. incredible. Yeah. I sort of muck around a little bit what's been the most unusual, but when you think about it, that totally. any, any crisis or any issue that is popping up, yeah. it has to be monitored and people have to deal with it. And if they don't have all the latest intelligence and if they don't have all the latest information, they start making incorrect decisions. Absolutely. So the monitoring agency, and I, I, look, I'll, I'll recall one of my favourite ones was working on um, a, a banking story that was it involved fraud and everything along those lines, but we were finding out n- information and content from all over the world, and to be able to monitor that and bring it together into one document and provide it to the company, provide it to the business was so important because their decisions were being made, and wow. every time that they made a decision, the share price would go up or down. We're talking millions upon billions of dollars, you know, being adjusted and changed just on the very information that's out there. So. It is an important, very important service. Huge. And that's why it's so important that the information that you're providing to the client is accurate. Is accurate. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, often one misstep and um, they can make a, the impact. a poor decision, um, which obviously negatively impacts on them and then will probably hugely impact on us. That's amazing. So I'll, I'll give you my little one then, my f- unusual one. We work for a company called Sexpo. Um, <laughs> they go around the country. Yeah, they, do they still do Sexpo? I that was a contra deal, wasn't it? They, <laughs> used, <laughs> <laughs> they used to a few years ago. Yeah, they're big expos. All right, so yeah. uh, as part of the deal, there was a little bit of contra. We got free tickets <laughs> to Sexpo. Tickets? <laughs> tickets. <laughs> Anyways, the, what they told me to do was go just go up to the, the counter there and just let them know that you're from Rehome. Rehome was the business that we worked for there's another one out there was media monitors and i sent you i don't think they're around anymore but um anyway we went to the counter and i said oh it's nick from Rehome." and on the pa they said uh, to, to oh, john smith whatever his name was john smith we've got nick hayes from rehab here <laughs> rehab and i was like well, we just sort of fresh from away. rehab yeah walked away and went, rehab rehab you got rehab out of Rehome? that's hilarious you know? but i think you know there are so many other different businesses and organizations and i think that would probably be the really interesting case that a media monitoring agency is that businesses all have different reasons for monitoring the media yeah. and yeah. lots of them. I mean, Sexpo, really? <laughs> they're, probably looking for, they're, they're probably looking for an AVE. An AVE, yeah. Advertising Value Equivalency. Uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness though, like, and particularly in today's sort of you know digital marketing and the influence that social media can have, if you're looking to really sort of launch a brand and, and build brand awareness and equity fast, one of the best ways you can kind of capitalise on that in a short space of time, I would think, would be media monitoring. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I totally agree. No, I totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Look at it. Of course, he would say it. But it's um, fascinating. Let's, I mean, I'm going to address a couple of things because there are some free services that are out there. And I think, you know, when you get a free service, you should realise that, you know, that's what you're paying for. You get what you pay for. Yeah. But Google Alerts is a good one, particularly for a small micro-sized business that wants to monitor what's going on in the net. But, I mean, uh, you rolled your eyes there, Paul. I saw that. But, you know, that, <laughs> but again, it, it does give a very basic service there. You, would you agree? Yeah, I, Totally, yeah. I mean, it you know it, it's there serves a purpose for for some clients. Um, it's just the the accuracy of, of that content, mm. you know, and, and I seem to be harping on about that. But you know, we feel that's you know, and from you know, what we talk to our clients about, um, you know, that's absolutely super important in this day of more automation. Yeah. Um, you know, competitors of ours trying to fold in artificial intelligence, um, etc. But like you say, for a really small business who just want name mentions, they've got the time to sift through what's relevant and what's yeah. not relevant. It's free. So, you know. You've got the opportunity to do Good that. Good luck to them. I think you do. And what you, to your point around, you know, quality and also to um, precise kind of media is that you can print more money, you can't print more time. And time for most people, this is what a service like Paul's My Media does, is it actually takes the time out of what you're yeah. doing, precisely puts all the information together and gets you there quickly. Yeah. So that's that's where I see the real value. So valuable. Mate, thank you for coming in. It's um, it's a real good insight. So just lastly on you, I mean, 20-year veteran, I did mention that you've sort of been running around doing Is there anyone else that's been doing it as long as you have? Not that I know. I maybe one or two. <laughs> maybe one or two. I'm not going to. Uh, I like I'm not going to position myself as the absolute dinosaur. But look, I was funny enough. I was um, talking to um, my business partner about this last week, and um, just going, "What would I actually do next?" Like, I, I couldn't go to another job because our office there's radios going, we've got TVs going, there's yep. newspapers everywhere, and I just absolutely love, absolutely love the news, in particular radio, and I'm like. How could I go to another job where I can't have two radios on the whole day at my desk? <laughs> That's like, what I, I was going to say. It. You couldn't clearly still love it, you know, and it's like why are you still doing it 20 years later? It's because you love it. Love it. Absolutely well, love it. Also too, and I, I, I will say one thing for the industry, and I walked away from it a good 10 years ago, the monitoring side of it is that it has changed. It's changed an enormous amount. Correct. And technology, as much as people can talk about technology sort of taking away jobs, etc., but it, may, it has made us far more precise, far more uh, exact with what we're doing. But more than that um, the information that is attained can really help make proper decisions yeah amazing and i think you know if, if any of us have ever made decisions out there without being fully informed or have the full picture in front of us it does make it very difficult Look, when we, we use tech like i said before we use the tech to find it because that's what tech's really good at doing um we'd 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 prefer to use our our, our guys brains on and their experience and their knowledge to then refine what we actually eventually send to the client rather than doing manual, menial tasks. Yeah, the combo. things up and whatever. We would prefer for our client, for our, our staff to be using, our production team to be using their brains to sift through and only give our clients what they want. So it, it doesn't necessarily lead to less jobs. It just means that, you know, People are focused in the more important areas that tech Love can't it. do. Wonderful stuff. Hey, Lana. Hey, just word in too. News just in. Yes. The, the media monitoring agency just news. sent me an alert. <laughs> 
My uh, Media will be a sponsor of Meet the Media ooh, in Perth. Oh, exciting. There you go. So how exciting is that? Um, no, and why, why do you do that, Paul? Why do you get behind um, an event like that? Is it to, to meet the media that's up there, to meet the clients? <laughs> what, what do you do it? Well, it's one of the marquee events, obviously, on the, uh, on, on the media calendar here in Perth and, um, and sort of around the country. Look, it's, it's a fantastic it, event. It. It's, it is. You know, over the years has grown, um, you know, from strength to strength every single year. But, yeah, like you say, it gives us a chance to, to, to engage and catch up with, uh, with, with the media talent and also, you know, very much catch up with clients and people we haven't seen for a while. It's a fabulous day and we're keen to uh, be involved again. Oh, I can't wait. Well done, Paul Chapman. My Media, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do it? My-media.com.au or 0438-473-557. Mobile number. It's the first time we've had a mobile number on the podcast. A little little bit keen, Lana. (laughs) Fantastic. Giving out his mobile number. Customer service. 24-7. No, that's that's very true around (laughs) the monitoring. Monitoring is a 24-7 job. That's why I had to get out. I just couldn't do it 24-7. Well done, Paul. Great to have you here. And, uh, yeah, definitely get into My Media, particularly if you're West Australian based, but also to, um, if you're on that national focus. You do deal with businesses outside of WA. Yep, yep. Scale up or scale down. Beautiful. Yep. Love it. Another good one, Lana. Yeah, well done, Nick Hayes. Well done. Well, I l- learned a lot today. And by the way, not just the only sponsor of Meet the Media. No, I that's believe, true. I believe Expert Registry is a sponsor of I'm Meet the Media. I'm very excited. Giving like a little spiel on stage. Yeah, how yeah, good's that? I can't wait. Very uh, excited. Looking forward to it. Well, if you're looking forward to another expert or another media on the Experts Podcast, we look forward to having your company there. But until then, we'll see you. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.